0: of the impossible. Somebody hear me here today. That God is the God who does miracles. That he is still a miracle working God. So this young man decided that he will help God out. So he decided that he will go and he will gather food to put in the pot. We pick up the story in verse 39, and we see that one of the young men decided that he will go out into the field to see what herbs he can gather. So he went out into the field to gather wild, wild herbs. Now, my grandmother uh, taught me a lot about, the, wild, about the, the herbs that can be used for various sicknesses and, and diseases growing up there. In Guyana, South America, there are lots of herbs and lots of wild plants that you can use for colds and for fevers. And, and I'm sure that's the experience of many of you who probably grew up in Africa or have parents who are from Africa or India or Pakistan or, or different parts of the world where there are lots of, of, of plants that are native to those lands that can heal diseases, that can take away colds and flus and, and all kinds of things. And, but you have to know what you're choosing. You've got to know what they look like. You've got to know what they smell like. You have got to know. And somebody with experience has to teach you because a number of these things have only been taught by trial and error. Uh, you know, those scientific experiment was carried out to say that they worked or they were good. Uh, young, our older people, our old people, our old prayers, grandparents and great-grandparents and so, they tried those things and they learned through trial and error. Some of them got sick as they tried it and they knew that this one didn't work for that. And then they tried another one and knew that it worked for that and, and they worked it through trial and error. So this young man, very inexperienced, he went out into the field and the Hebrew there for the field is sade. Sade. He went out into a field and Sade describes a, a, an open uncultivated area of land where you can only find that which grows wild and an untamed wilderness. And so this unnamed gatherer of the herbs he went out and found that what he thought would be would make a good stew. These herbs that he found were soft succulent plants without a lot of woody tissue. They, they were palatable and often used for medicinal purposes, so he taught. They also, some of these herbs that were growing there were of a sweet flavor, a aromatic scent, but that were, those were the good ones. But what he found was <laughs> some wild gourds that were very... Poisonous. And to the untrained eye in these matters, he mistook the wild vine for an edible cucumber or a squash. What he found is believed, according to scientific fact, to be the Citrullus colicintus, which had a leaf like a squash but was bitter and poisonous due to its very severe purgative qualities and if eaten in large amounts it would tear up the digestive tract and could even cause death if you eat it in small amounts you might not die but you might think you are going to and you might even want to die and so he gathered as many of these Cucumber like, squash like vegetables, uh, and he brought them and he cut them up while the others were outside there waiting for God to do his miracle. He was helping God and he cut them up and he threw them into the pot so that the stew could be made. Well, let me apply this so that you can understand this part of the story. See, what we have here is a picture of the world. See, the world is full of poisonous ideas that may look harmless and even resemble the truth. The world is filled with poisonous philosophies that uh, might sound good, that might be explained well, that might even to the intellectual appeal to the intellect they may look harmless, they may sound harmless, they may even resemble the truth, but they are bitter and bring unhappiness to man. To be able therefore to recognize these philosophies, whether you're talking about post-truth, you're talking about uh, 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 post modernisms you're talking about all the other philosophies and theories that man come up with to explain why we don't need God, why we are gods ourselves, why we should make our own decisions, why we should not depend on God, depend on the Bible, or even listen to our parents, young people. While these things may sound good, and may even have a good feel about them, they are poisonous. We need to uh, be able to recognize th- this and to protect ourselves from these bitter herbs, these poisonous philosophies. Men need to be trained, therefore, in the word of God and they may in turn equip others in the truth. We need to understand that God wants to teach us. He wants to give us. He wants to make us people of faith. And when we run with our, on our own steam, when we run with our own doctrines, when we run with our own philosophies, we are in effect poisoning not only ourselves, but poisoning others. When we run with our own ideas, when we run with our own theories, when we are disobedient to the express word of God, we are poisoning not only ourselves, but you're poisoning others. We're not only poisoning others, but we are poisoning the generations that are within ourselves. We are poisoning the future. We are poisoning the present. We are poisoning the opportunities that God will open for us when we don't wait on God, when we don't listen to God, when we don't make God the all in all of our lives. We are actually poisoning ourselves and poisoning those around us poisoning our families poisoning the generations that are still to come within us note very carefully that as he cut up this plant and and he threw it into the pot that the pot was boiling now he felt satisfied now he felt that this makes sense That this makes sense. That now there is something in the pot. Because it couldn't make sense to him. That there was just water boiling in a pot. That a pot was empty. And we are waiting on God to supply. No. I have to go and help God. Now he comes back with these herbs. And he feels that he has helped God. He sits back with a smirk of a smile on his face. He, he, he bigs up himself. He, he thinks that he is smarter than everybody else because he has found the solution to the empty pot. He thinks that he now should assume the leadership of the prophets because he has found the solution to an impossible situation. He thinks that he should be given an, an, an OBE. He should be knighted. He should be called sir because he has found the solution to the empty pot. He has been able to provide food in a time of famine where even the prophet Elijah could not provide food in a time of famine. He sits back with a smirk on his face and he gloats in the glory of his achievement while the pot is boiling. Does that sound like some of us? Does that sound like some of us when we would have done something in church that we think that nobody else could do? Does that sound like some of us when we uh, assume a leadership position and we look around at everybody else and think, oh, I'm better than them? Does that sound like some of us when we were graduating with our degrees and and our pedigrees and and everything else, and we think that everybody else must be subservient to us. Does that sound like some of us when we would have achieved something that we gloat and we glory in our own achievements and forget what God has done? Or sometimes we even feel bigger than God. Does that sound like some of us? He sits back and he waits. And now the stew is finished. And it's time to eat. We pick up the story again in verse 14. And so they poured it out for the men to eat. They poured out the stew. This great smelling stew, they poured out. This beautiful stew, they poured it out for the men to eat. As they unsuspectingly dished up this poisonous stew. They will soon come face to face with effects. It was bitter and they undoubtedly quickly began to experience stomach cramps. They rose from the table, everyone in pain and in fear. There was death in the pot, they cried out. The wild herbs spicked from the field without the discerning expertise of a master herbalist, who knew the difference between what was edible and what was not, were poisoned. So they, the prophets, cried out to the man of God, for only God has the antidote and the means of life. For only God, when we have poisoned ourselves with our own, Self-aggrandizement, when we have poisoned ourselves with our with the philosophies of this world, when we have poisoned ourselves with, with pride and, and with pomp and ceremony, when we have poisoned ourselves thinking that we know more than God, when we have poisoned ourselves with our lack of faith and trust in God, when we have poisoned ourselves with the worldly things, with the the, the things of the world, the ideas of the world, the worldly music, uh, the worldly movies, when we have poisoned ourselves with the things that only bring pain, the bad relationships, the multiple relationships, the adulteries, the fornications, when we have poisoned ourselves, only God, only God has the solution. Well, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus Christ says, I have come, John 10.10, that ye may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Unfortunately, our tendency to follow our own instincts and that which seems right to us often and always results in poison. The psalmist challenges us. Uh, He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. We pick up the story in verse 41. The antidote. So the man of God, when he heard the screams of those who were eaten, when he divined and discerned that there was poison in the pot, when he divined and discerned that someone had not waited on God, When he divined and discerned that someone had run ahead of God, run ahead with their own program, run ahead with their own idea, run ahead without a message. When he discerned and divined that something had gone wrong in the pot, he said, then bring some flour and put it in the pot. He says, go get some flour and bring it and put it in the pot. And then he said, serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. This Elisha, he called for meal. He called for flour. He says, you throw this flour in the pot and it will neutralize the poison It will heal those who had been poisoned. You get some flour. Let me explain this. And I want you to listen carefully to this so that you can understand the significance of this meal, of this flour that Elijah called for. You see, the meal in the Hebrew word is called gima. It's a form of flour or malt or meal. It was use of both a very coarse and very fine flour you can pick that up in Genesis 18:6 and it was the ingredients in unleavened bread and of cakes but a normal word for the very fine flour is select the type used with the animal sacrifices and i will dwell on the word select the the, the 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 word the flour that was used with the animal sacrifices For this form of flour was very symbolic and significant. For meal or flour is used in making bread and Jesus Christ, of course, is the bread of life. And Jesus said to them, John 6.35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Further, there was the Old Testament meal offering, the select, the fine flour, which stood for the person of Jesus Christ. And this flower was offered with animal sacrifices, which meant a picture of the death of Christ. So this demonstrates the absolute necessity of both the person and the work of Jesus Christ. The meal, the the person of Jesus Christ, the bread of life, and then the work of Christ as he died on the cross for our sins so that we can have salvation and forgiveness because there is no salvation and there is no forgiveness apart from both from the person of Christ and from the work of Christ from the person of Christ and from the work of Christ there is no salvation outside of that and so from the standpoint of the offerer, the one who brings the offering The meal offering represents the offerer's property, his possessions, which when presented with the animal sacrifice, show the connection between the pardon from sin and the devotion to the Lord. Devotion to the Lord flows out of our pardon for sin. Therefore, being saved to serve is the obvious picture. So let me say this again so you can understand. In the Old Testament, when the offerer brought the meal, the select, the flour, with his sacrifice, and he offered the flour, and he offered the sacrifice, the animal sacrifice together, what that meant, it meant that he was offering himself. He was offering himself with everything that he has, the meal represented, everything that he has, that he was offering to God, and he was at the same time asking God with the animal sacrifice for pardon from sin so that he can live a life that is saved. And since Jesus Christ represents somebody ought to hear me here today, represents both the the, the, the the pardon from sin and the person who died. For our sin, in other words, let me say this church. Jesus represents the flower, he is the bread of life, the select, the, the bread, the flower that is offered for our sins, and he is the one who died for our sins. So when you accept Jesus Christ, you get both. You get the one who offered himself. For our sins, and the one who died for our sins. Somebody ought to hear me here. So when Elijah says, "Get some flour," Elisha knew exactly what he was doing. In other words, he was saying that the poisons of this world, the poisons that ingest that we ingest in our bodies, the poisons that consume our bodies, the false philosophies, the sins, the the, 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 the the dirty things that we think and the things that we do, the only solution is the silet and the lamb, the flower and the lamb. Only Jesus Christ, somebody ought to hear me here today. Only Jesus Christ could save us from the poisons of this world. Only Jesus Christ could cleanse us from the sins that so infest us. The sins that so consume us. Only Jesus Christ is the solution. So get some flour. Get Jesus Christ. For there is poison in the pot. There is poison in every. Person, there is poison in every man. We all have eaten of the wild gourds of the field, the gimah, the wild, all cultivated field of this world. We have all eaten uh, the poison sometime. We are all born in sin, shapen in iniquity, and we need the select, the flower. And we need the animal sacrifice, the lamb, so that when the lamb of God gave up his life for us and the lamb, that the flower, and the lamb died for our sins, we receive total, total salvation in Jesus Christ. Oh, the song says on a hill, far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering, And of shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. The cross still stands today. The blood of Jesus Christ, the lamb that takes away the sins of the world still streaks across the skies so that you and I can be forgiven. Today, if you have eaten of the poisons of this world, There is Jesus Christ. Even if you have not yet eaten of it, there still is Jesus Christ to prevent you from eating the poisons of this world. Note very carefully as I close here today, friends, that when the poison, when the flour was thrown into the pot, the prophet said, now pour it out that the people may eat. If you had suffered from the effects of the first eating, in order for you to be cured, you had to eat again from the same pot. Oh, somebody out of here be here today. Ah, we have got to keep eating from Jesus every single day of our lives. The meal that we had yesterday is not sufficient for today. The food that we had yesterday is not sufficient for today. We have got to stay with Jesus Christ every single day of our lives. When that food was poured out the second time, now it was the real stuff. It was the same Herbs inside. It was the same poisonous gourds inside, but Jesus had made the difference. The select, the flower had made the difference. The flower had turned it upside down, inside out, and cast out the poison. And now it was edible because of Jesus Christ. What is it that you have in your life today that you need Jesus to cast out? What poisons are there in your being that you need antidote for? What are the things that get you down, the sins that so easily beset you, the weaknesses that, that, that you keep going through over and over in your life, uh, that you need the select the flower. Get some flour. Get Jesus. He will turn your mourning into dancing. Get Jesus. He will turn your poisons into something that is pure. Get Jesus. And he will make you into the kind of person that you want to be. So the next time you hear the poisons of this world, the next time you may be tempted to ingest the poisons, get some flour. And even if you may have been entrapped by the poisons of this world, still get some flour. And your life will be different because that's what God does when we accept him as Lord. And Savior I give you Jesus I give you the bread of life I give you the select the flower I give you the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of this world God bless you and keep you real good let's bow our heads as we pray our Father and our God we thank you for your word today And we pray that you will bless us. That you will turn our lives around. Whether we've been in the church for one day. Or for 75 years. Turn our lives around. Whether we are visiting on this forum. Or we are regular on it. Just turn our lives around. Whether we've been baptized or not. Turn our lives around. And I say today, friends, that if... There are some of you on this forum who have not yet been baptized, not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today's a good day to do so. It's a good day to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and be saved. Contact Pastor Melky. Contact one of the elders. Contact that sister or that brother who invited you on this forum and let them know that you're interested in knowing Jesus and studying. Join the Bible class that Pastor Milky and others are running and get to know Jesus, the bread of life.
1: God bless you. Amen. Tis so sweet To trust in Jesus Just to take him At his word Just to rest Upon his promise Just to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus How I trust how i've proved him more and all jesus jesus precious jesus all for grace to trust him more oh how sweet to trust in jesus just to trust his cleansing blood just in simple faith to the healing cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him more and all. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, all oh, for grace to trust him more. Yes, it's sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease. Just from Jesus, simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I probe him all and all. Jesus, Jesus, rest.
0: grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the sweet, sweet Holy Spirit, rest, remain, and abide with us all, now and forevermore. Amen.
2: Pastor Kirk, on behalf of Basildon and Chumswood, Braintree and Malden, and all the visitors, we would like to extend our deep, deep, deep thanks to you for your wonderful and touching uh, sermon today. It really echoes in our ears and hearts. May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord bless your wife and children and all the extended uh, families. We can't even wait until uh, 3.30, <laughs> anyway. Um, and also I would like to extend uh, our thanks to Brother brother Raj and his team, uh, for this uh, wonderful uh, control and this uh, media work. Thank you all the participants today uh, from Sister Luvindi all the way down to uh, Elder Owen every person and also uh, all the members and the visitors today who have joined here with us. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord continue to guard you and preserve you until Jesus comes. And so it is time for uh, all your uh, delicious uh, pack to open for your lunch. So have your lunch and take a little rest and come back at 3.30 to the same uh, Zoom link. And um, Basildon, uh, please, this is the time that you have to break out your room uh, for our uh, uh, nominating uh, committee approval. So God bless you. And take care until we meet again.
1: Do yeah.